stupid? <laughs> Dude, you lift that bottle just right. <laughs> and good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. I'm Craig Irwin. Alongside me, Brian Besh and uh, the CEO of Bullet Grill House, Chris Moran. We're going to give him a different hey. title every week. Yeah, every week. Last week he was the cook. This week he's a CEO. CEO. So, uh, man, we're going into week two of high school football, guys, and uh, had a good week this last week. Uh, well, some of us did. <laughs> Others not so much. Uh, Cold Spring gets a big win over Liberty this last week. Uh, Livingston not so much over Houston Episcopal. Yeah, that was um, rough to say the least. Yeah. But a lot of good games went on in the area, and uh, we're going to kind of bounce around as, as we progress on uh, tonight through the pregame show. We're going to talk a little bit about the state rankings through uh, through Dave Campbell's, mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's so many people out there doing state rankings now uh, and predictions and so on and so forth, and uh, I feel like ours are the best. <laughs> Myself predictions, uh, but no bias. But, no, I, I mean, so, like, this week going into week two, 6A is going into district play already, right? Yep. Uh, they got nine games of, of district play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 6A already rolling into district. Uh, four, five, five, four, three, two, and one. They're a couple weeks out. Uh, some a little further than others. But it's like, man, it's already here, you know. District's already starting for them 6A teams. And we're going to talk about some of them games as we progress on and push on here at Bullet Grill House. Uh, We're here each and every Wednesday night at Bullet Grill House. We're sitting inside. Uh, This heat wave still kind of got us shoved in. Yeah. In the air conditioning. That's one of the things I was going to say. You know, whenever I become dictator, uh, football's not going to start until it gets under 100 degrees. So I I can agree with that. And uh, sitting here, we're watching the Astros. They're on. Three of the screens, right? And you got a couple car shows. And and once college football gets rolling and everything else, NFL, there's going to be a lot more. It's going to be all football here at Bullet Grill House. But uh, we got Sunday ticket for uh, for NFL. So if you want to see your favorite teams, come out and watch that. So yeah, college football kicking off Saturday should be exciting. Or Saturday, kicking off Thursday. Kicked off last week a little bit, but nothing really important. Nothing important. I count this weekend as kickoff for college Yeah, and Chris is from the north, so if you're not necessarily from Texas and you want to see an out-of-area game, he understands. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, as long as it's not Michigan State, right? That's right. So, there's a whole other story. You're going to have to go back and listen to some previous shows. I think we're going to have to watch. I think it's like the only game Friday. Well, you'll be at the high school game. You'll have to be here. But, like, they play Friday night. So, they're, they're considering Michigan State to be, like, a high school team and put them on Friday nights. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring Barb over and let her talk about that because I know she's going to have have uh, a different mindset on that. So, she she's going to say that Michigan State's playing on Friday night for the non-high school fans that really love college football and know what a good team is. And uh, they're going to highlight them on Friday night. But a lot of good games went on in the area. Some of these games we had in the Pickums uh, this last week. Cleveland went on the road to Splendora, uh, got shut out. 28-0 was the final there uh, as Splendora gets a win over big 6A school. And uh, 6A school playing 3A numbers, yeah, uh, really and truly. So uh, Splendora gets that win. Uh, Galena Park, North Shore, and the Woodlands. That game was in the Woodlands. Both teams, top ten teams uh, in the Dave Campbell standings. Uh, North Shore gets the win 38-17. Humble shuts out Channel View 21 to nothing. Atascacita all over Dickinson 46 <laughs> 21. New Caney Eagles get their first win over Montgomery 35 34 was the final there. Barnburner. Uh, Magnolia West falls to Barbers Hill 28 18. I had Mac West, I thought was going to win that football game in another Pickums and uh, went that route. C.E. King all over Crosby, 58-22. That was a game that was in our pickums, and I uh, think we all kind of went C.E. King way in that one. I think you're right. With uh, new coaching choice uh, higher over there. Lufkin defeats Tyler Legacy, 31-7. Porter, this was a game that we thought was going to go the other way, Chris, and uh, Dayton falls to Porter, 42-21. And uh, that was a, one of the misses that we that I had. 
we all had in the pickums there is uh, I did not see New Caney or Porter uh, going to pull the win out there on the road in Dayton. Really liked what Porter did last year, and I I felt bad picking either way to be honest. But being that it was in Dayton, I, I figured it was going to go their way, but very wrong. Yeah, no, we were, and, and Porter is kind of on the rise. Big game for Porter this week as uh, they're the home team in Battle Line Fifty Nine. Uh, big rival game between uh, New Caney ISD at Texan Drive Stadium. Both teams are 6A schools, so uh, they're getting started early and in the same district. Uh, Conroe Oak Ridge falls to Brenham 16 uh, 7. PNG falls to Port Arthur Memorial 24 7. And uh, wasn't expecting that whatsoever, uh, really and truly. Not taking anything away from Port Arthur Memorial, just knowing what I was going to say, I'm, I'm never going to be surprised if PA Memorial wins. Uh, little Cypress, Mauriceville, all over Harden Jefferson, 42-7. to uh, Livingston falls to Bel Air Episcopal, 44-21. Brian, you was at that game. We're going to talk about it here in a little bit. Uh, Navasota against uh, Geronimo Navarro. Geronimo Navarro wins that one, 34-8. Sealsby uh, defeats Vider, 35-14. A game that uh, was kind of off-balanced in the Pickums was the Hampshire-Finette-Lumberton game. Mm. And uh, Hampshire-Finette gets that win. 35-20 was the final there uh, with Hampshire-Finette on top. And uh, we'll talk about these state rankings in a little bit, but Hampshire-Finette's definitely where they where they should be. Very surprised that uh, Lumberton uh, didn't come out with the win there. Really impressed with them last year. Well, Lumberton, they let me down a couple times since then. Lumberton had a couple guys that were out, a couple starters, key starters that were out in that game. So uh, that played a big factor in the, in that as well. Uh, the Anahuac Newton game, that game canceled uh, due to wildfires over there in Anahuac, or excuse me, in Newton, uh, out 190 way. They canceled that game altogether, so it didn't get played. Anahuac and Newton are going, both going to get their first game this week. And, uh, boy, does Newton have a big one, and we're going to talk about that in a little while. But Tarkington, Coach Belt gets his first win as an AD down there on the prairie as uh, they hosted Evadale 41-19, game that Tarkington should have won mm-hmm. and, and did and won in fashion. Well, they're a machine now, so you're not going to stop me from picking them. <laughs> Here we go. Well, it's funny you say that because we already know what his pick is in the pickums because they're playing Tar- uh, Shepard on the road this week. Mm. So, we already heard what his pick is. I'm, I'm going to have to go back on that. No, you can't. It's on air. It's recorded. So, uh, you see how I trapped him, Chris? Yeah. Uh, I, I do that a lot. I do that a whole lot. Uh, die ball falls to Madisonville, 24-14. I missed that one, too. Here's the game that I think everybody got right but was sitting on the edge of their seat going into the fourth quarter. Franklin defeats Woodville. 36-33. Really, really surprised because uh, Woodville led, I believe, most of that game. We were score watching on there, and um, I, I believe until the fourth quarter, Woodville had the lead in that contest, and Franklin had to come from behind. They did. They come from behind and end up winning it by field goal. And we're talking uh, about the you know defending state champions. I yeah, mean, that's still sitting number one. Yeah. Uh, so Elkhart defeats Huntington. 54-33, and, and I watched that game and the relevance of that game uh, due to the district. Hey, dog, like, it's all up in your glasses. There you go. <laughs> so, if y'all aren't at Bullet Grill, y'all are missing out, I promise you. Uh, Orangefield and Bridge City. Bridge City gets that win 26-9. Palestine Westwood defeats Kemp, shuts them out. 63-0 was the final. Shepard all over New Waverly, 23-6. Winsboro. Defeats Omaha Pewitt, 59-6. Winsboro, another top-10 team. Uh, They're in the Dave Campbell's Texas High School football state rankings. Buna all but shuts out Corgan. 48-6 was the final there. Lovelady defeats Groveton, 26-20. And that was a nail-biter. I was watching that score all night long. And uh, Lovelady pulls out the win in the fourth quarter. And then East Chambers defeats Beaumont Kelly, 41-12, to 12, was the final there. Big week, and uh, unfortunately, my uh, Polk County schools did not fare very well. Got and shut out this week. Yeah, we really did, and in uh, really bad fashion, too, because 
Uh, the, the first half, obviously, the Livingston game was, was not good, and then Corgan going down like they did. Uh, Bune is a completely different team this year. I mean, that's a team that Corgan beat last year. They lose 48-6 to this year. So and here's the deal. Buna graduated 20, 20 seniors last year, mm-hmm. and they got like 13 returning the 13 kids returning seniors yeah. this year. And, uh, you know, I got some podcasts coming out uh, next week, and uh, we're going to kind of elaborate over that district a little bit uh, a little bit more with the way that's going to shake out. And it's still early. I mean, we're going into week two. So there's a lot of games and a lot of factors that play into effect uh, with that deal. But, you know, Buna had a lot of distractions last year as well. They did, and the coaching staff is in a completely different place this time around. And uh, he's, I mean, Coach Ratliff was really impressed with with the way that they played, and he thinks that they've got a real chance to not only make the playoffs but actually make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, he's he was going to start very slow this year. Talking about Court and Camden, Coach Ratliff uh, graduated 23 seniors, I believe it was, off of last year's team, and we're talking about a roster of 30 kids. So, I mean, yeah, when you when you graduate three quarters of your football team, it makes yeah, it's a struggle. It's you know, he had a, a fantastic JV team, but, I mean, even the best of JV teams, if you move them up to varsity, it's it's going to be a, a complete adjustment. And, you know, even if they were competitive in this game, it was still going to be uh, an uphill battle facing a Buna team that that has better numbers, not only, not only better numbers, but, um, you know, more experience coming back. So um, there's, there's a lot of the story for Corrigan Camden to tell for 2023. If, if you're dismissing them after this game, then you're going to miss a lot because it's a uh, district that they should have a, uh, a pretty good shot in to compete and make the playoffs and, and make some noise that way. No, I agree with you. Another another good place to uh, take a shot at is coming out to Bullet Grill House and uh, getting some of this food out here. Uh, I, last week I had the pretzel the appetizer pretzel and i carried it home and rachel went ahead and indulged herself uh with the rest of it the next day for lunch i and we put it on the appetizer menu but it's 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 a, a full it's meal. A meal you yeah. guys got to tell about this pretzel because it's not just a Dude, pretzel. it's like the size of the table these round tables that we're sitting at right now it's huge and then it's filled with pulled pork brisket and link yeah. sausage if you add the meats you can get it without the meats but if you want to add the meats you get it yeah but you're, getting, uh, you're getting man almost a nearly a pound of meat so it, yeah, and it was way more than I could eat. And it comes with honey mustard, barbecue sauce, and uh, cheese, queso. Yeah, queso. And it's absolutely phenomenally good. I, I enjoyed it. Like I say, I carried it home I, for Rachel and thinking, okay, she'll eat it tonight when we get home. Well, she was already asleep with Case. And then uh, whenever I got up on my way to work, we were talking. I said, hey, I left you something in the fridge. And uh, she went and looked at it. I mean, she may have had it for breakfast. I'm only assuming lunch. She may have had it for breakfast. But long story short, whenever I got home, the styrofoam container was in the trash and it was empty. So that tells me that she may have breakfast and lunch out of that deal. So, But uh, y'all need to come out to Bullet Grill House, check everything out. Uh, we're going to take a break here on 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. And we're going to come back with uh, the second part of this Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show right after this. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. You ready? Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Chris Moran, Brian Besh here live at Bullet Grill House. Almost a full house, Chris. I mean, there may be a couple spots left on. You know, Wednesday nights. And you know, it's not, the temperature's not so bad right now that you can, uh, Get outside. So we got a couple groups outside actually tonight, and uh, 
We haven't had that in a while with all this heat, but that temp's starting to come down. It's a, it'll be a nice night. It'll be, still be high 80s, but uh, not a bad night to sit outside. So I think we'll get more of that on, on the weekends and tonight. We've got a great patio. Got some great yard games. Come out and play some yard games. Bring the kids out. Got some yard Yahtzee, cornhole, four square. Concerts on the weekend. Concerts. Got some music. Hopefully, I think this weekend we're going we're gonna to stay inside for the live music, but the goal is to get it back outside. So... It's much better having live music out of the patio, kind of with the sit school. out there. The yeah. atmosphere, you know. Rachel and I came uh, several Saturday evenings, you know, uh, and, and came in and, and dined. And patio was absolutely full with live music. And even if you're inside, you can still hear the good the music outside, right? And uh, so you can enjoy the game, watch the game, keep up with that. Uh, but yet still hear the live music uh, each and every week. I know y'all had the uh, piano guru here last weekend. Yeah, the piano, yep, we had that on Saturday night. I think this fall we're going to have uh, live music on uh, Fridays and Sundays. So we're shooting to get away a little bit from Saturdays with college football. All those big games, we probably want to have the sound down for those. Astros Saturday night. So we'll have live music Friday night and then uh, Sunday afternoons, a little bit after, after football. So 4 to 7 on Sunday afternoons. 7 to 10 on Friday nights. Be a lot of fun. Get out here to Bullet Grill House. 401 Highway 156, Point Blank, Texas. This is the address here at Bullet Grill in the, the menu. Brian, since we went to break, Brian's had his phone out looking at the menu online trying to figure out what he's going to order uh, for dinner tonight. You kind of have to. I mean, you better be prepared whenever you order because it's there's a lot to pick from, and it's really good. So you've got a you've got a pretty tough decision ahead of you. So we got some friends of ours that live out in Tomball, and it's like on, they have a place up out of Love Lady on the river, and uh, they'll, they'll text us a week or two before they're headed up and says, hey, this weekend, y'all down for Bullet? And we say, yeah. So we normally meet for – brunch if you will but we have lunch and uh they absolutely love the place they said man we wish there was something like this over in tomball which is where they live tomball cypress area and uh but they do they love coming out here and and it's normally 30 to 45 minutes with them deciding on what they're going to get because they want to get something different every time we come Mm -hmm. so uh and it and it and it's worth it so uh something while you're looking, I don't know if we didn't talk about this last week, but uh, the subs, we've added some new sub buns. So if you've had like the Bite the Bullet or one of the billets with the sourdough jalapeno cheddar, we now offer that as a sub bun. So you can get it on any of the hot dogs or any of the sub sandwiches, the Italians, the delis, the cheesesteaks. Uh, we have a sourdough wheat also. So if you want uh, something a little different, that's a, that's a couple great options uh, if you're looking Brian, for a sub sandwich. I'm going to challenge you to get the, the uh, Bite the Bullet dog. And or the pickled jalapeno dog, I think that's the name of it. I have to go back and look, but they're really good. Okay, I, I've had them multiple times, uh, and both of them, they're it's it's good. That and you can never go long go wrong with the spicy bologna sandwich mm-hmm. or smoked bologna sandwich. It's it's legit good. Like I've turned numerous people on that don't like bologna that's ordered it and say, oh, my God, that's, like, legit good. We got a Cajun grilled cheese, too, that we just added to our bougie grilled cheese menu. It's really good. I may try There's that. There's some new stuff, yeah. We just put a couple new pages in the menu a couple weeks ago. so As if you needed to, but you got to keep revolving. Every yeah. year at football season, he changes the menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We moved a couple things. We, we got rid of a couple things, but we've added some a uh, couple things. and Not much, just minor tweaks, but it's good. What wasn't good was the Livingston Lions this last week. Whew. Let's talk about it real quick. Um, 41 to nothing at halftime. That's right, I said it. 41 to nothing at halftime. Uh, it started out really bad, and Livingston responded in the second half. They scored 21 points and held Episcopal to three. Mind you, Episcopal had pulled a lot of their starters. Their starting quarterback that is committed to UNLV did not play in the second half. And, I mean, it was it was a deal to where if you go into halftime and you're down 41 to nothing, you have something not only to do with that, but you're helping the cause. And right. they did. Uh, there were two fumbles on kickoffs, one of them where a return man was stripped and, and fumbles the ball, another one where a player just picks up the kick and just drops it, just drops the football. Uh, first pass of the game they throw, the receiver's open, 
It's a little hitch pattern to the, the slot receiver. It's, a, it's an audible that's in every single play that, that Livingston runs. They have this choice for this audible. It was open. Uh, quarterback finishes high. His, his pass goes high. It sells over the receiver's head. It's caught by the wrong team and returned for 81 yards and a touchdown. So this is an offense that does not need help. But they got plenty of it. Not only that, but every time they that Episcopal got the football, their worst starting field position of the first half was their own 43-yard line. So they had less than 60 yards to go every single time they touched the football. And a lot of times, they had less than 20 yards to go. That's how you get down 41-0 at halftime. That's why they lost the game. In Livingston's defense, they did come out, and they did play solid football in the second half and it was it was a solid effort that they gave and they they actually averaged uh i think it was 5.7 yards a carry i think they averaged uh 10.2 yards a catch and they played decent defense i mean they held them to a field goal on that first drive of the second half and they didn't give up another uh, point after that so you have to give them a lot of credit for not only not quitting, but actually playing well in the second half. Well, you got to credit that coaching staff too, right? Going in at the half, making some adjustments, uh, see, identifying where the issues were, being able to make some adjustments at halftime, and, and being able to slow, stop and, the bleeding. And there was a lot of adjustments that needed to be made. One of the things I was worried about with Livingston is if you load the box up and and you sell out to to uh, stop the run, how's Livingston going to respond? And the answer was in, in week one, they did not respond well. And you can imagine everybody's got this tape now, and they're all going to do the same thing until Livingston proves that they can move the ball otherwise. So Livingston better figure out other ways to move the football, and they're, they're going to have to throw the ball eventually. And they've got two new quarterbacks. The, the one that we saw for the main part in the second half was actually the backup quarterback, Tyler Souza. He comes in first play. He he has. He runs a bootleg for 43 yards and a touchdown. He's really good passing the ball. The only problem is they don't want to take him off the defense because he plays a strong safety linebacker hybrid role to where they don't have a whole lot of athletes that can do what he can. So it's it's a deal to where they like what they had in place and they still want to run DeMorian Hill out there as a starting quarterback. I don't blame him. He didn't get much of a chance. He got one half. And... He, he had an incredible defense that he was facing. So they got Needville this week at home. Yeah. In the jungle. And and I'm getting – no, 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 no. It's it's on the road. It's on the road. And uh, uh, My schedule's showing me that it's at Livingston. So, no. okay, y'all it's, are on the road. Yeah, it's it's down there on the road. Uh, they were at home last year, and I believe it was a 25 to 30-point game last year. A couple years ago, y'all played that game on a Saturday. We did. And, and it was uh, hot as Hades. It it was, and there were people that passed out in the press box there because of it. And was that you? Or no, no, Ken? Um, no. Ken, <laughs> Ken chickened out. He he wasn't there. Um, we had a, a couple of folks that had been covering Livingston football for a really long time that laid down to to take a rest, and we worried about them, but. Um, no, down there in Needville again this year. Uh, they are not the same team that they were last year. However, they are coming off a 45 to nothing win over, I believe it's Columbia. Yep. Um, running back ran for almost 200 yards and four touchdowns, so he's going to be someone to watch. Uh, they're not as big as what they have been pretty much every year that Livingston's faced them, but it's going to be a team that, you know, it's kind of like Coach, uh, Coach Vanover said. They expect to win whenever they step on the field, so you know we're going to have to prove them otherwise. Something to build on for the Lions, right? And uh, they're going to. Uh, Vanover's done it time in and time out, he, and he's been known to rebuild programs. And, and what he's done with the Livingston Lions over the last, what, been there four years? This is his sixth year. Sixth year, okay. Yeah. So what he's done with that program, and, I mean, he's been able to adapt and progressively get better – year in and year out, and I say progressively throughout the season. Uh, he, he may not start out good, but he but he finishes better than what he started. Yeah, and, and we saw it last year. I mean, they played their best game of the season in a loss in the playoff game against Chapel Hill, a Chapel Hill team that you know nearly made it to the state championship game. They lost by nine points. 
Uh, this one that that they that we had, I, I talked to him on Monday morning. I mean, he, he called it a train wreck in slow motion. He, he said the special teams was a travesty, and he's not wrong. He's he's absolutely right. It was it was awful to watch, but he is proud of the effort that they put forward in the second half, and he believes that's closer to the team that the Livingston Lions are this year rather than the first half team. So I'm going to run down the uh, 4A Division I uh, top ten at the Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football State Rankings. That's that's the only one I really go by. You can go by the AP poll. You can go by a, a million other polls. And I go by theirs because they're, they're more consistent, right, and with what they had. So whenever you go down and, and you look at it, you got China Springs sitting in the one spot, Tyler Chapel Hill sitting in the two spot, the Anna Coyotes sitting in the three, uh, Bernie Greyhounds in the four, Selena Bobcats in the five, Stephenville in the six, Decatur Eagles in the seventh, Bay City Black Cats in the eight, Kilgore Bulldogs in the nine, and San Antonio Davenport Wolves in the ten. So uh, the only two teams have progressed up that were not ranked going into that, Bay City being one of them in the eighth spot, and then San Antonio Davenport moving up in the uh, 10 spot. So losing to Chapel Hill in in for the last number of years they've been they they're consistently in the top 10 rankings. Yeah. Uh, of Dave Campbell's Texas High School football. It, it rightfully so, you know. Solid went, system over there and they're going to be good for a long time. A long time. And, and it's like it's not a rebuild, it's a reload yeah. every year and they got kids on the JV squad that could be starting for any varsity football squad. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's kind of the big deal uh, with that Tyler Chapel Hill team. Uh, Friday night I was in Cold Spring, first home game of the season. Cold Spring hosted Liberty. Uh, really good football game for the Cold Spring Trojans. And, uh, man, it started out with a bang, and it, and it ended with a bang. Uh, 90-yard kickoff return. To start the uh, start the game, Cold Spring uh, won the toss, elected to receive, and uh, started out Luke Monroe ninety yards for a touchdown. Uh, past that, Liberty gets the ball. Their first play from scrimmage, Caden Barton has an interception, and uh, it, it was downhill for the Liberty Panthers really for there through the first half. Uh, 36-9 was the final there. Cole, uh, Liberty was able to get a safety. Special teams is what set that up. They they punted one, uh, pinned Cold Spring down inside the one. And uh, first play from scrimmage, they had David Rowe in at quarterback. And it didn't matter who you had at quarterback in that in that situation. Liberty was sending both of their DNs in, in that slot T. That the running back just runs into a defensive back, and that's all they could do, right? Liberty did make some adjustments at halftime as far as the, their offensively. Started getting the ball and running the ball in between tackles. Uh, was able to score a touchdown. Uh, it was their only touchdown of the night after the safety. Uh, but Cold Spring defensively, six picks uh, on the defensive side of the ball total on the night. And what they did as far as being able to attack the ball. The, the atmosphere, I didn't have my crowd mic going, and I wish I would have because the way those kids were hitting, it was just full power. Now, the negative to that game, and you say, how can there be negative? They beat Liberty 36-9. The negative to that is the amount of penalties Cold Spring gave up. They gave up five personal foul penalties, and then there was – I can handle the false starts and stuff. What I cannot handle is the personal foul stuff. And, and – and that'll come. And I know how Coach Stanley is. He's going to work with those kids. He's going to talk to them. And he's going to get their mindset back right. And if you go back and you look at who those penalties were against, it was underclassmen, right? So I'm excited about this Cold Spring football team. And I said it in my podcast uh, that we put out Monday night. I, I haven't been this excited about Cold Spring football in about four years and with the way that they played. Uh, we're going to be on the road this week going to Splendora, so uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Chris shaking his head over there. He he's like, man, we're going to be tough. It's in the pickums, Chris. So you're going to get to you're going to really get to speak your mind 
on that deal. So I'm excited about the Cold Spring football program, and I'm excited, I'm excited about the direction that they're going. And uh, as we progress on through these pregame shows, really talking about and really highlighting some of these guys uh, that are running the ball. K.J. Harden had a great night uh, running the rock. Uh, what about uh, quarterback-wise? We talked a little quarterback controversy there. Did so uh, they ran Luke Monroe the majority of the night. They did put David Rowe in there a little bit uh, in, in the first quarter, actually. Late in the first quarter, they put uh, David Rowe in there uh, as quarterback. He didn't do bad, uh, didn't complete any passes. Uh, but as far as handing off and stuff and the timing in the backfield looked pretty well. Uh, you could hear the Liberty coaches. They know who to keen in on as they sit right in the booth next to us. And uh, they they're, they're, they were keeping an eye on number eight, Luke Monroe. Where was he lining up at? And there was a couple times that Cold Spring would send David Rowe in with a play. Uh, and he would go in as quarterback, and Luke would be able to slip out as a wideout and such like that. But David just uh, – he, he didn't have any good balls downfield, uh, a little under pressure, maybe it was some timing, not quite sure. Uh, but I think he's somebody that's going to be – he's going to be a good fill-in throughout the season, and he's going to be really – I think he's going to be a lot better. And with Cold Spring getting an early lead like they did this last week against Liberty, being able to put him in and more, you know – first string atmosphere right with a 20 point lead it, it really makes it a lot better for him and uh getting the faster game speed and such so uh i think it's something that's going to phase in and out as we progress on through the season depending on the situations liberty better get it figured out pretty quick just looked up their dish because i knew it was a tough one it's hampshire finette jasper west orange stark and silsby and two and that's ridiculous three of those teams are in the top 10 in 4a division two yeah and and we could run down that i was going to run down the 3a division one then i'll jump over to 4a division two but in 3a division one your state rankings are franklin at number one brock at number two edna at number three columbus at number four malakoff at five hitchcock at six bushland at seven grandview at eight Winsboro at nine, Paradise Panthers at ten, and uh, so that's a look at the three A Division one standings. I'm gonna click over and go to four A Division two before we go to break. As it loads up, you look at the four A Division two, which is the district that Liberty's in. Carthage in the one spot, Silsby in the two spot, Texarkana Pleasant Grove in the three, Quero in four, Wimberley five, Belleville six. Waco Conley at 7, Jasper at 8, Hampshire Finette at 9, and Gilmer at 10. Hampshire Finette moves in to that top 10 spot after their win last week. It's uh, that's, that's one of the more stacked dis- districts in the state of Texas. And if, if you're losing to schools, and, and nothing against Cold Spring, but if you're losing to schools that are smaller than you, uh, you're, you're probably not going to fare very well in that district. Not going to fare well at all. So... Uh, lot to look forward to for the Cold Spring Trojans. Not a lot to look forward to as far as the Liberty Panthers and as they get ready to progress on into district here in a couple weeks. But uh, something to look forward to is Bullet Grill on Wednesday nights, any night. But we're here on Wednesdays. Y'all come see us. Almost a full house here. Bingo could be getting fired up at what, 7? 7 o'clock every Wednesday night. Bingo fires up. A lot of fun here at Bullet Grill. I mean, the bar's full. The long table's the booths, everything's full up. Jeremy Overturf's on a date with his daughter here. And uh, talk about Jeremy. I love Jeremy to death. He was a coach, uh, as many people, some people know. I run the Little League ballpark here in Cold Spring. And uh, Jeremy got invited, his 15U team got invited to the uh, Rangers Softball State Tournament. And uh, they finished like fifth in district. And we invited them. They come. They end up winning second in the tournament overall out of state. So a lot of fun. I love Jeremy to death, and uh, he's here at Bullet Grill House. He'll probably sign some autographs if y'all come find him uh, when he's here. So uh, that's going to do it for segment two here in the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show here on 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? 
Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Chris Moran, Brian Besh here live at Bullet Grill House each and every Wednesday night, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Y'all come out and see us, and uh, you won't be disappointed. We've talked about the food over and over and over and over, and uh, you can't go wrong with coming out here. Bingo night on Wednesday night, so uh, we try to get done right before bingo night. That way we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it? We got we got five minutes, and bingo's going to start. Well, Ken, you know, Ken's audio stuff has been jacking up on us all night long, so that makes it hard. And he's got that new amplifier deal that he bought for the headphones that don't work, that he said worked at the studio. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So uh, – we're he in, didn't test anything at the studio. No, he didn't. If he, I bet he didn't even. He's like, man, I went by the studio. No, he literally went by it as he was leaving to come here. We're doing good that he threw everything in a bag and brought it up here. So. I agree. Well, it was already in the bag from last week. We're just going to leave it at that. So, everybody's favorite segment of uh, mm. this show, Brian's favorite. Oh, yeah. It's the Pickums. And, uh,. Got some games to talk about. You know, Livingston Lions going to be on the road at Neville, not in the Pickums. I didn't put them in there. Um, we talked about Corgan early on in the show, uh, very briefly. They are in the Pickums. We've talked about Tarkington, but we haven't talked about Woodville at extent, right? And uh, we're not going to, but they're there. So uh, I love this part of this segment of the show. He just throws teasers out there. Right? Yeah. We're, yeah. Well, we're going to Woodville, but we're not going to talk about him. Yeah. So we already know Brian's fi- pick in, in in the first game that's in the Pickums, right, Chris? It's Tarkington on the road at Shepherd. I didn't say they were going unbeaten no, 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 and winning no, no, no. a state championship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I didn't say you said that. I just said that after we talked about it in the first segment and them getting the win over Evadale, he's like, all right, you bought me into it. I'm picking them for the rest of the year. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's what that's what I heard. That's what I heard as Kansas well. City Chiefs? Nope, it's Tarkington. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tarkington on the road at Shepard. Shepard gets a win last week over uh, New Waverly. Tarkington wins over – Evadale, and uh, both of them had good games. Now, uh, Shepard, they're who they had at starting quarterback last year. H.D. Green graduated, uh, off to college and uh, growing up and, and doing big boy things now. Super proud of the kid. Uh, he's uh, playing baseball at, at the college level, not football. But uh, games at home for the Shepard Pirates two weeks in a row. They defeated uh, New Waverly last week. Uh, Tarkington, I th- they got they won that game against Evadale. That was a game that they were supposed to win, and uh, I'm going to start this one out. I'm going to go with Shepard with the game at home. I think it's going to be a tight game, uh, and it's really how this game goes and score-wise is going to really kind of help me build as I progress on through the season and, and go to make my district picks here in a couple weeks. But uh, I'm going to go with Shepard with a win at home. Do I get a pick? I'm going Shepard if I do. I'm, I I really like what Shepard's done, and they I know that uh, they are in for a very good season over there in San Jacinto County. And Are you going by Charlie Ballard's articles? Uh, well, of course. <laughs> and, and I love Charlie. For those of you who, who aren't subscribers to the San Jacinto News Times, then you should be and, and read – Charlie's words and and how good the Shepherd Pirates are doing and and all of San Jacinto's football teams are. You doing. know, I'm going to say this, uh, talking about Charlie. If there's anybody that loves high school football as much and or more than what I do, it's him. Yeah, he absolutely loves it. Yeah, and, he does. Uh, I love talking to him about it and uh, talking to him about high school football. But he's over there at OldWaverlyTX.com. 
and uh, he shoots some great photos. He is an expert some, photographer. Uh, writes some writes some articles, and he's got Santac Radio uh, that he goes in and does some uh, some volleyball scores and stuff like that that he's done this last week. Yeah, Chris, who you got? I'm taking Tarkington. I think Tarkington's got some talent. I think uh, I think it was an that was an easy game for Shepard, and uh, I think they still got to prove themselves. Chris going on going with the horns, hook them down there on the prairie, and uh, you know I've been talking about Tarkington a lot in the uh, last couple of weeks on our podcast and stuff, and and uh, but I do I think this is a game that uh, Shepard's going to pull out and win, and uh, and that's going to be it. Next game here. Brian, you're going to start it out. Elkhart on the road at Corgan. Corgan's going to have to prove it to me first. I'm, I'm going to go Elkhart. I don't feel good about the pick, but it's at Elkhart. It's a really weird place to play a football game if, if you're I not used to stadium. it. I love that stadium. It's different. I mean, it's you're in the middle of the woods, and then all of a sudden a football stadium appears. Yes. Um, but I'm going to go with Elkhart. Corgan's going to have to prove it to me before I start picking them. Chris? Well, i got to go with Corrigan now after that with, with, with Brian's <laughs> doubt there. <laughs> well, I know Coach Ratliff's going to listen to this. And, and look, uh, I talked about it in my podcast, the 590 High School Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and all that other good stuff. But I think Coach Ratliff is anal retentive enough that he has been watching a lot of film and is going to make the adjustments that needs to be made. Uh, Elkhart got a win over uh, Huntington this last week. Uh, I think Corgan, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think Corgan's going to pull this game out uh, and and get their first win of the season. I I really feel that way. Uh, I got that much faith in Coach Ratliff. And I hope you're right. I, I, I definitely do. So just for the record, Coach Ratliff, when you listen to this, remember, Brian Besh went against you. Yes, I did. So, we're going to leave it at that. Here's one. Neither team do I really follow a whole He's bunch of. He's standing up for this. This must, yeah. be, a, this must be a big pick. It, I, I think it is, honestly. He's really excited. Both teams are winless. Groveton and Trinity. <laughs> I'm going to go This is the one time. Groveton's going to make yeah. the pick-ems twice this year. This is the one time, and you can probably already guess the second time. Um, yeah, I can. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Groveton and, until Trinity wins something. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to pick them, unfortunately, because it's a lot of good people up there in Trinity, Texas, and uh, we, we do. Uh, do great facilities up there that they've built over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a fantastic place, and uh, another one of those places to where you just kind of happen upon it, and, but that's kind of the town anyway. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick the uh, Groveton Indians. Getting off of 19 after going with Elkhart, huh? Yeah. I got to agree. I got to go with Groveton. I haven't seen anything good out of Trinity. I, and, and I'm going to follow suit, right? I'm going to go with Groveton in this one. I think Groveton's grew enough over last year. Uh, they had a rough season, rough go at it throughout the season last year. I think this year uh, they're going to – have an opportunity to uh, really make the playoffs and uh, go. And, and I, I'll be honest, I'm excited about the Groveton Trinity game uh, coming up here in a few weeks. Here's one, Newton on the road at Woodville. G51. Whew. G51. Um, I guess I'm going first again. Uh, I mean – Chris, you take it. I, I, I know where I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and pick Newton. I mean, I'm, I might as well pick because I know where I'm going. I don't pick against Newton unless, you know, you're going to throw a Class 5A school in there. I'm going with hometown. I'm going to go with Woodville. So, you know, I'm tied on this deal, right, after Newton making making the game. It's not easy. Are you going to pick a tie? After, after Woodville that'd be, making that'd be, <laughs> that'd be going out there. After Woodville making the game that they made this last week against Franklin. Uh, 47. You know, it is a tough game. It is. Uh, it's really it's a tough game to pick. And, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I'm trying to figure it and I, I want to go. And I think the deciding factor in this is going to be where it's played at. I'm going to go with Woodville All right. in this game. And, and, and it's anybody's game really and truly. Mm-hmm. But 
after after Woodville made the showing that they made this last week, uh, there's just no way that I can pick against Woodville. Definitely battle tested. I mean, you, you you face Franklin the first week, you're ready to take on anybody. Right. Last game, Cold Spring on the road at Splendora. I'll start this one out. You asked me a week ago. That's been easy. I I watched Splendora play last year, a couple games. Wasn't really impressed with uh, anything that Splendora had. And you shouldn't have been. And uh, here we are, fast forward a year later, they've lost some. They do have a kid that's coming up. He hasn't got released yet. He's a freshman. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch and grow. Aiden Hernandez is his name. Uh, I'm, I'm super stoked to watch him. I don't know if he'll get on the varsity level. He had shoulder surgery in the offseason, uh, so he hasn't been released yet. Supposed to get released Friday. With all of that being said, I watched Cold Spring. I watched him play Liberty. I think it's going to be one-sided, and the Cold Spring Trojans are going to pull the win out. I'm going to go the same way. I, I, I mean, I know what they did against Cleveland this past week, and I honestly, I, if you would have had that game on the schedule, I would have picked Cleveland. I, I just do not believe in Splendor. I, what I watched last year was horrible. Yep. Uh, I'm not picking Splendor, and they're going to need a couple more weeks of wins for me to pick them. Chris, I can't go against you. I'm going to pick, uh, pick Cold Spring. And I think it's a wise pick on your part. I really do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Again, no bias. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go on the road. Uh, I like what they've done to the stadium there in Splendor, uh, the Videotron and everything else. Uh, plenty of room in the press box. Kind of stretch your arms as long as Ken remind, calls them and lets them know we're coming. So uh, I like going down there. It's a short drive. Uh, you know, last week when we got done at Cold Spring, I was joking with Toby, but not really. I was like, man, we ought to leave here and, and run down there to Shepherd and watch the fourth quarter of the Shepherd New Waverly game because they weren't even in the fourth quarter when we got done at 9 o'clock uh, or 9.15, whatever time it was. So uh, that Splendor game, I'm hoping it gets done. We're going to make the trip across and see if we can watch uh, some of that Shepherd tarkington game after we get done there. Uh, one thing that maybe next home game, homecoming, will be Hampshire Fournette at the house for Cold Spring. We get done, we're going to try to run up here to Bullet Grill House and uh, have some food. We get here, what do y'all close it? Close the grill down at 10? Close at 9.30 right now. We may, uh, it's been hot, so we may uh, we may go back to 10, but. It's worth coming to. If you haven't been to Bullet Grill House, you're missing out. This is the best kept secret in East Texas, uh, right here just off the banks of Lake, Liv- Lake Livingston. Uh, we absolutely love it. Love it here, and uh, we're this is our third year of doing a pregame show here at Bullet Grill House. Uh, Chris and Barb, their staff, just the hospitality that they open up here is just unbelievable uh, for us whenever we come in here and set up and uh, bingo night on Wednesday nights. Chris, you know what we got. got this yeah, weekend. we got this weekend. We got uh, well, if you're not going to the game, I get a lot of people they don't want to make the trip to the uh, Cold Spring game. We got Tyler Hodges on Friday night. Saturday night, we got uh, Jeremy Webb. Uh, no music Sunday. We got the holiday weekend. We're going to kind of take Sunday off for that music. So uh, no NFL. Again, the NFL kicks off next week. So we'll have a full slate of NFL games next week. So come on out then. Full slate of college football college Saturday. College football Saturday. Yeah. So we'll have a, yeah, it's a, it's a, be a good kickoff weekend this weekend. Excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I, this first weekend, I don't have anything planned other than football Friday night. So uh, hopefully I'll get to kick back and uh, watch a little bit of college football, maybe come up here to Bullet. Uh, got some friends coming in from out of town, uh, getting ready on their deer lease. So uh, we may end up over here Saturday night to uh, enjoy ourselves and be adults for a little while. So uh, that's going to do it for us here in week two of Texas High School Football at the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pre-Game Show. For Chris Moran, Brian Besh, I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.